Hi, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the heated debate over whether we're living in a computer simulation, how a nonprofit is using old cell phones to save the rainforest, and a thinking technique used by billionaires. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Ashley, have you ever wondered what it's like to be a billionaire? Well, I've been watching the show Billions, and... There are a lot of billionaires in that show. Is that literally what the show's That's about? literally what the show's about. It's very good. Well, if you're ready to get rich, today we've got a billionaire tactic for setting yourself up for success. Charlie Munger is the vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, and his business partner happens to be Warren Buffett, a guy who knows something about money. And Munger uses a tactic called inversion. You can try it right now. Think about your dream accomplishment. Got it? All right, now focus on its opposite. Think about all the things you do not want to happen, everything that might go wrong on the way to reaching your goal. Now, you can take action to avoid those things. You can use this for little goals like day-to-day problems too. Like maybe you wanna get stronger and start weightlifting. Okay, well, so what might go wrong? You could drop a weight on yourself or hurt a muscle by using bad form or get really hungry or thirsty after your workout for just a few examples. Well, you can not drop a weight by keeping a log of how much weight you're lifting or making sure you start small and work your way up so you know your limits. So there, you're turning a negative into a positive. You can also work on your form using lighter weights, watch YouTube videos, or even work with a trainer or ask somebody at the gym to spot you so you know your form is good. And if you're trying to really bulk up, then make sure you've got a budget for extra food. I eat like three times as much when I'm on a gym kick. So the next time you've got a problem, try inverting it and let us know if it helps. We'd love to hear from you. One thing I've inverted is the problem of getting a new gaming PC. So I'm a gamer and I would absolutely love a brand new gaming rig, but I don't want to overspend. I don't know if you knew this, Ashley, but you can actually save a ton of money by building your own computer instead of buying a pre-built one from a major brand. Mm, That makes sense. Well, I've been messing with my PCs at home for like 20 years, but I've never really sat down and learned what every piece of equipment does and what types of memory there are, any of that stuff. So when I invert and think what could go wrong, I think about stuff like how I might put it together wrong because I'm not familiar with the parts or I'll get halfway into building it and then realize that I'm using the wrong size case or something. So when I invert that, I think, well, if I learned about heat sinks and fans and motherboards and PSUs, then I'd be able to customize my own dream machine and actually be able to afford it and know what I'm doing. Well, guess who offers a class called Intro to Computer Hardware? Today's sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with more than 20,000 classes in business, marketing, design, technology, and more. And Skillshare's classes are all taught by real experts in their field or public motivational speakers. So I'm taking the Intro to Computer Hardware course from a certified computer expert with more than 10 years of experience in the IT field and 15 years of experience putting together custom PCs. So this isn't just some random person online that I don't know what their expertise is. And this course is broken into 16 different sections, so it's super easy to skip around and save time. You can take classes for everything you're curious about, like computer hardware and coding, photo and video editing, photography, productivity, mobile development, cooking, and fine art. I've taken parts of some classes on vocal recording just to make sure we're doing everything we can to make this podcast sound as good as possible for you. There are more than 150 classes on vocal recording alone. I mean, you've got to remember, Skillshare offers more than 20,000 classes. I've also taken those classes, and they are great. And you can join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare with a special offer just for Curiosity listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. To sign up, visit Skillshare.com curious. Again, that's Skillshare.com curious for two months of unlimited access to more than 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. You love Curiosity because you know that lifelong learning is important. So get to it. Start your two-month trial today. One more time, that's Skillshare.com slash curious. 
Actually, we've briefly mentioned this theory before, and I want to say I'm legitimately really happy you wrote about it because I want to know the full story behind this. Yeah, I think on a previous episode, I actually was very sure. I was like, oh, no, we're definitely living in a computer simulation. (laughs) And like I was sort of joking, but I wasn't really joking because at the time, everything I had read really was pointing in the direction of, yeah, most experts think that we really are living in one, that, that it's overwhelmingly likely that we are. But then I realized that all of these experts were tech experts and they weren't like physics experts. They weren't people who actually study what our universe really is right now, Hmm. like the way that things behave and whether those things could be simulated. But there's philosophers that get in this debate too, right? Sure. Oh yeah. All sorts of people get in on this debate. But I was really interested to see one specific physicist's argument against us living in a computer simulation. So to back up, there is actually a heated debate in the scientific community about whether we're all living in a computer simulation. The most popular argument is known as the simulation hypothesis from philosopher Nick Bostrom. In a 2003 paper, he wrote, quote, if there were a substantial chance that our civilization will ever get to the post-human stage and run many ancestor simulations, then how come you're not living in such a simulation, unquote. He also created a formula laying out how many civilizations survived to reach a post-human stage, how big they would be, and how many civilizations they'd run. And fans of this theory point out that the laws of physics are kind of similar to programming code. For example, MIT cosmologist Max Tegmark said in a debate that the way quarks move around is totally mathematical as far as we can tell. But there's some pushback. Theoretical physicist Sabine Hossenfelder says that quantum mechanics and classical physics don't really get along too well. Computer programs are all made of bits, right? Well, she says that you wouldn't be able to use classical bits to make your simulation. You'd have to use quantum bits or qubits. But a physicist tried to model the universe using qubits, and the models didn't line up with Einstein's theory of relativity. But the biggest problem with the hypothesis is that it's not actually possible to prove it wrong. That means it's technically outside the realm of science. But it's still fun to think about, and it really gets people going. You can see what other scientists and philosophers have to say about this today on Curiosity.com and on the Curiosity app for Android and iOS. We've talked about how much travel you've done in the past. Yeah, which is not much. Right. How high is the rainforest on your list of places you want to see? Oh, I would love to go to the rainforest. Really? Yeah. But they're so humid. Sure. Yeah. There are bugs that can like crawl under your scalp and like lay eggs and it's all very scary, but I would still go. Insects and humidity, man. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) It's understandable. I I'm, I'm just kind of lame like that. Well, our rainforests are in trouble, so that sucks. But we're wrapping up today by telling you that there's hope for the future. So you should hopefully be able to visit rainforests for a very long time. When we talk about losing rainforests, we're talking the Amazon lost almost one-fifth of its rainforest in the last four decades. That's a lot of rainforest. Well, there's a startup called Rainforest Connection, and they're dedicated to protecting rainforests using recycled smartphones. So this is a cool story. Here's how it works. Topher White is the founder of the company, and he invented a system where smartphones are placed in trees and charged using solar power. But he also installs an extra microphone in the phones. They use an algorithm, which he also invented, to listen for sounds of chainsaws from nearly a mile away. When those get picked up, the program sends a text alert to park rangers who can catch criminals in the act. These devices have proved to be really successful in catching illegal activity and regulating logging activities. You can read all about it today in our full write-up with a link in the show notes. But it's just super ingenious. And I think Topher White deserves to be a billionaire, whether he uses inversion or not. Read about all of today's stories and more on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. 
on the Westwood One Podcast Network. Yeah.